Hello and welcome to Top 5's The Show of Everything. Top 5's presented by The Sex Effects. I'm Joy Parati. And I'm Sean Day. And uh, it is our 80th episode. Uh, Holy crap. (laughs) Holy crap. So we got to do something special, right? Um, And we're going to announce that in, in just a moment. But before we get to the festivities, Jonathan, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm doing very good, man. It has been like quite a week, uh, so far. Even it's, it's Monday. Monday. It's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a good one, dude. I've been like super stoked to be in February now and, uh, these months are just flying by. Got a chance to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday at my oh, nice. co-worker's house, which I, you know, I'm not too big on football right now, but, um, Hey, it was, it was a fun time and got to see some new trailers. So. Right on. Yeah, we got a little bit to talk about there, don't we? Yes, sir. <laughs> um, right on. Yeah, who won the Super Bowl? I don't... It was uh, Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. So they were probably riding super crazy last yeah. time. Good for so, them, man. Um, good for them. Yeah, but hey, I don't got know you. New... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was like, it was the Phillies against uh, the Patriots. And, you know, Patriots usually end up Cheat. winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I, I was going for the underdogs and the, I don't think Phillies won a Super Bowl and I mean probably for not a long time. So they, well deserved, uh, this is their first say. one. First one. There you yeah. go. So rides in the streets of Philly. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but uh, uh yeah, it was right quite a yeah, quite a fun time and got to see some new trailers. What did um, you see? Uh the Han Solo or Solo Solo trailer teaser and then I guess the the actual like trailer dropped today. Yeah. Um there was like Jurassic World. Oh, I didn't see the Jurassic then, World. One. Yeah, it was a it was a hype. I'm I'm not really too stoked for that, honestly. Me, me, I, I don't know. Like yeah, after watching the 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 Jurassic World the the fir- the one with Chris Pratt originally, uh it was okay, dude. I miss it, like yeah. Jurassic Park. Like the original cast and everything. And I know that I think they're trying to bring Jeff Goldblum for this one, which is cool, so. you know, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'll always take some Jeff Goldblum. Absolutely. So, yeah. So it, it was, it was cool. And then another Avengers spot, which I think this is the last trailer that I want to see until I can see. The yeah. Movie. And you because, see uh, uh caps, uh, you know, little like gauntlet shields kind of thing. Yeah. That was Which cool. is probably made out of vibram- vib- yeah, vibramium. Vib- I can't even say that. Vibranium. Vibramium, yeah. Which is uh, hopefully going to be, you know, in um, with a Blank pa- Black Panther movie uh, in, in a couple weeks. Yes. Which I'm super stoked for. Um, it's going to be a really it looks good pretty, movie. It looks pretty fun. So, yeah, I'm super stoked, man. A lot of Marvel going down. And, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that's pretty yeah. much it. <laughs> what did you think of the solo down. trailer? I you know what I um it's it's funny because I I've been trying so hard and my buddy Maddie caught me on this today cuz I was telling him about like cuz he hasn't been reading up on the like kind of the controversies or whatever and I I've been trying so hard not to let those things kind of drive my opinion on the film yeah um but yeah like I mean a majority of the film was shot with Lord you know Lord and Miller uh, helming a director's chair and um, and then they had to bring in Ron Howard and they fired those guys so I was just kind of like not very optimistic at first because it's like well is this going to be a disjointed movie 
But I feel like, I mean, you know, it's Disney, man. They're going to somehow put something together. And and actually, based off the trailer, I was expecting something different. So it was uh, very in the vein of, you know, the, the look of, like, Rogue One, you know, kind of the cinematography and everything. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was cool to, you know, interesting to see, like, you know, Woody Harrelson and Amelia Clark, like, their characters. I'm not sure how they're going to play into the story. Um, but uh, I can never get the guy's name for, who's playing Hansel. El- oh, Elric? Uh, Al- Aldrich, uh, Ehrenreich, I want to say. Ehrenreich, Al- yeah. Al- Aldrin? Aldrin? Al- Aldrin, yeah. <laughs> well, the, that, uh, it, it's cool to actually see him now, like, as Han Solo, like, with the getup and everything, and see yeah. uh, Donald Glover <laughs> as um, as Lando. I, Donald I don't Glover know. looks like, great, I'm, by the way. He looks cool. He looks really pumped I'm, out with that. I'm most that, excited uh, for him. Coat too. Um, but I don't, I don't know how I feel, man. Like it, at one part of me is like, you know, I want, um, this Han Solo to be obviously, of course, tell the story of, you know, I think they're trying to go for like how he came across the Millennium Falcon, how he started his relationship with Lando and Chewbacca. Um, so I'm down for that story. I I really want to, yeah, it's a lot, but you know what? Hey, I want to see that story. Um, if that's something that really ties together the relationships between those characters and kind of builds it more when we see the older films, I think that's cool. And I don't know, like I kind of go in this like Star Trek route where it's like we've had like compared to like Chris Pine playing Captain Kirk, but he's he doesn't have like the um, mannerisms of like Captain Kirk. It's like his own kind of rendition. And that's what I hope for for this version of Han Solo. Like, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. very quirky and like you know he's he kind of is a smart ass in some way or form like he's very cocky like you know i'm the best pilot i'm gonna be the best pilot out there and um and it seems to me like it might be kind of like a heist movie in some way like they're kind of building a team together so um i don't know i'm slowly going on the like you know what i don't know what to expect like let's just judge it when the movie comes out and see if it's disjointed or not if you if we have those little you know, little um, areas of like Lord and Miller's kind of influence on the film and whether or not, you know, I don't even know how much of the film um, Ron Howard is, is practically going to th- be part of. I think he reshot like I, I heard like 80%. I, I don't know if that's accurate. Um, Dude, that's fucking crazy. It's really, yeah, it's a big, <laughs> big chunk. Um, by the way, his name is Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. Aaron, uh, Aaron you know what? To me, though, he looks like he's wearing a wig throughout the entire. Like whenever I see him, I think wig. Yeah, and uh, it's really that's what's distracting me more than anything. I, I agree, dude. That um, and the, they're supposed to be younger versions of these characters, but it's like he's twenty eight. Um, how old was Harrison Ford? He, you know, early thirties, mid thirties. Like it's not that much younger. Donald Glover is in his thirties and you know, so it's just, it's weird that, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, I don't know. I don't know where am I going with this, but uh, it's, it's tough, man. Cause yeah, it's, it obviously, you know, the, that character is dear to our hearts as far as seeing him in the original trilogy and Harrison Ford, obviously playing that character. You don't, even you don't the, follow even Harrison new, Ford. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah. You just don't. You say, you know what? Don't make the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So th- that's why I've been like on the fence of like, uh, you know, like, okay, well, this is happening. This is reality. This is what D- 
Disney is going to be doing to the, um, you know, the Star Wars franchise. And I truly hope that they eventually branch off and do different films, not yeah. based off the original cast. Because there's time. such a huge world that they can go for. And, um, yeah, dude. I mean, but, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. And this is coming out in, like, May or, like, in the uh, summer? May, yeah. So. So. We'll see, man. I, if I can get a good backstory on, you know, the Millennium Falcon and those key characters like Chewbacca, um, I'm set for it. Like, I'm cool with that, you know. Yeah. Don't let it be Kent, Kanto Bright, like that kind of <laughs> style. Like, I don't want that kind of to play out, especially the little tentacle monster that was coming out of the clouds at the end of the trailer, which was kind of strange. But um, I don't know. <laughs> For me, it's like, you know, in Empire, Han tells Leia, you know, me and Lander go back. We go way back. And, uh, you know, through dialogue, Lando, you know, kind of hints that Han won the, the Falcon from him and all that kind of stuff. And it paints yeah. these ideas in your mind. And my ideas are different than your ideas, and they're different from the other person's ideas. And so, <laughs> so there's millions and millions and millions of variations of that event that they talk about in that movie. Like when Obi-Wan gives the lightsaber to Luke and is like, you know, oh, I fought in the Clone Wars. Like the way he says Clone Wars, you picture something so different than the CGI orgy that was uh, Attack of the Clones. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's like, you know, like you're saying, go out, branch out, do different stuff. But don't give us the definitive version of yeah. this event that was talked about in an, in an old movie because I already made that movie in my mind and I like my version way better than yours. You know what I mean? You're taking away <laughs> kids' opportunities to play with toys and like tell their own story and you know use your yeah, imagination. It's up because, to our imagination, yeah, yeah. To, to build those stories in our heads and like and those images are more when, powerful than anything they could do. You know? Yeah, it's, it's the Hitchcock with, thing. Yeah, and with this movie, it's kind of, I guess, now solidifying the canon as far as, like, Han Solo's, you know, his interactions with those characters. So, like, you know, it's going to definitely stray from what we were thinking in our minds. And, you know, yeah. I I mean, it's cool to see, like, you know, I I thought it was really cool to see, like, the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. And, like, it's so clean and new before all the upgrades and stuff. (laughs) That was cool. you know, the Millennium Falcon is 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 a character in a, in a way throughout the whole Star Wars franchise. is is probably one of the most important ships in the franchise. Yeah, and um, and it's just like you know, I'm I'm down to see a story about that, but at the same time, like, oh man, like, did we really need this movie? I don't know. I, <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, it turn, I mean, it looks it looks good. It looks like a good time it at the movies. Good, is it dude. gonna be? Does he feel like Han Solo? Absolutely not. But maybe that's the point. We'll find out. Yeah, so. I, I you know what I would be cool if he's not trying to, trying to like be like Harrison Ford playing Han Solo, right? Like, yeah, he should do I was that. Make yeah, the, yeah, that's what I was trying to uh, make the like with a comparison with um, like Captain Kirk, like Chris Pine. Like, obviously, you you get that the the uh, qualities the of swagger. like Captain Kirk and like, the swagger and all that stuff. But in a way, he played his own kind of version of it. Of of um, Captain Kirk, even though in that movie it's like a different timeline or whatever alternate universe, so they they can kind of go that route. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see, man. And I've I've seen um, I can never I can, the gentleman that's playing on. I can never get his name. Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. I saw him in Hail Caesar. He was excellent was, in that. 
He was excellent in it. it was so I loved good. him in it. So I know it's, I know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll have to see. This is going to be a true test for him, too, as an actor, you know, and taking upon the role of Han. So, I mean, that's it's a quite a big tall order. role to fill. Yeah. So um, I don't know. We'll have to see. And, you know, I'm going to go see the film and, and check it out and see how it kind of aligns with our imaginations and what we put together. Yeah. I do hope they do something with like the little, cause I know they did the, the little dice Easter egg, um, including in the last Jedi and, you know, maybe they'll touch upon that and That'd be cool. I'm sure there'll be some small Easter eggs and this is what I hope they do. This is what I really hope they do. Let's There's a scene in the trailer where it looks like Han Solo is like dueling someone. Ooh. I don't know if that's Han Solo, his like butt or whatever, but I watched the trailer a couple hey, times and I can't even, can't even think about what there's you're talking there's about a right. scene where there's a like it's like a hip shot like a very western like of the like the pistol oh, yes I know he's, yeah he's surrounded by like all these these guys and uh, I don't know if it's Han Solo if that's Han Solo or someone else but man w- it would be cool if we get a scene with Han Solo where he shoots first Ooh. just to be like okay <laughs> we're finally putting it in here that he shot first in this scene that'd be tight so I'd be down with that but you know what but, Disney Disney listen closely. You don't have to give me a it's whole close. movie of Han shooting first. Just just release the unaltered original trilogy. Yes. Call it a day. You'll recoup your Call investment tenfold. My guarantee. <laughs> That's the Parati guarantee. All right, back to the show. Um, but yeah, this trailer is pretty dope. But we'll see if it's a good movie. It's cool. I don't know. Could be just it's, clever editing. Yeah. We'll see, man. I mean, it's, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, I hope it's good. It's kind of crazy. It's coming out like I mean, uh, Infinity War comes out, and then like I'm if it comes out in May, like yeah, there's not like much uh, thing. not much time in between. Let's see what what what's the official release date of this? Uh, what's what's the officials? May twenty fifth. Oh, dude, yeah, that's like end of the month, right? Yeah, Avengers comes out on Star Wars Day, which is wildly ironic. Um, <laughs> that'll be good. Um, yeah, we'll have to see, man. Cool. So, but yeah, stoked for some new trailers and um, stoked to go see Black Panther in a couple of weeks. I have to get a ticket. Same. I'm sure it's, uh, it looks like the box, box office uh, projections are pretty high. Very high. Uh, probably going to make more than the Justice League, I'm sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> Opening night, hopefully. Um, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, man. Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it again, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. And just, like, I, take it um, in and just, like, what were you thinking? Pretty excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could probably make a fun drinking game out of it, too. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I know it. I know what we're doing next time you come to town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do a uh, another commentary. Ooh. Maybe a revisit on the uh, Justice League, and maybe we'll have a different different opinion on it which i'm sure it's not going to change for me so that would be a fun show that would be a very fun show um all right so i i can't think of any other big news or anything um nothing really man no you want to you want to jump in to the list the list list. which i'm like i'm like altering my list as we talk i know i know I know. Um, so it's our 80th episode. We want to do something special. And uh, so tonight, we, first time ever on the show, we are doing one list. We are doing a top 
20. That's right, folks. Ooh. Top 2-0. All right. What top twenty is hard. <laughs> it's very hard when you have a category I'm this good. My list as we go here, it's so hard. Um, so we have decided for our 80th episode, what are our top twenty favorite Arctic Monkeys songs? And we're asking you too, imaginary audience. I want you to think about it. Let us know. Um, oh man. So Shawnee, how do we want to do this? This is really hard. Do you want to just? splooge your your 20 point list and then yeah. i can splooge mine i i changed a couple of mine right now let's see okay and i realized i missed two Ooh. you missed that's not good track one of uh of am what can i do i want to know do i want to know so that is that is my um that is my number 20 dude nice it's 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 definitely uh, a really good track one side one. It's a little more chill than what we get from Arctic Monkeys, especially for their their kind of latest record, yeah. which is crazy because that record released in what like thirteen or two thousand fourteen. Thirteen, you know? I think. Thirteen. We saw them fourteen, right? Ah, uh, or did we? We I saw them. Like we did. We saw them for that tour. So November? I think it would have been thirteen, but I, you might be 13. right. I'm not sure. Wow, it's it's been that long since we've seen them. You know what? So you know what? I think oh, you're right. I think it was. I think it was. Man, that's crazy. I don't know. Uh, I don't um, know. Dude, okay. So this was quite a hard list. I'm sure I can. I, I feel like their first record was like. It's got a lot of jams a pure on record it. from those guys. It's got a lot of jams. So I wanted to kind of mix it up too because there are a lot of songs I like from the other records, but. I mean, when I hit my like top five, it's pretty much that record. So, um, but I'm just gonna lay it out. So, do you want to know um, number nineteen? Pretty little visitors Ooh. from Humbug. Very nice. Very eerie. It's got like the organ starting it off. Excellent atmosphere. Um, e- excellent atmosphere. Definitely ha- has the um, the stamp of like Josh. Is it Josh Home? Homie? Uh, Holmes? Josh Holmes? 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 I think Holmes. Yeah, Holmes. Hey, what's up, Holmes? Um, it's definitely got his stamp on it as far as like the production and the kind of deep vocals and kind of eerie kind of sounds. But I really love the bridge in that section where um, they do the little, they kind of do this kind of almost like I feel like I'm in a circus. They're just yeah. kind of doing this like waltz and then it just stops and they go really fast and it's just the one guitar. And yeah, it's great. And it just goes into like a, tr- like almost a traditional Arctic monkeys, like fast kind of punk sound. Yeah. Um, so it's very unique in, in its own way. And um, yeah, that's, that's a, this is a really tough one. Um, 18 uh, f- from the same record. I got crying lightning, Ooh. which was their single for that record. Yeah. Um, again, the guitar work on it and how it starts off. It's just like this strange, like I always feel like tangled and just in almost a trance. Like it's such, it's such a, like it's such a departure from their previous two records that came before humbug. I remember hearing uh, it almost, for the first time and not believing that it was that, dude. You know. I, and it, and it took me, I feel like you, uh, you would agree with me. It took me a while to get into that record. I don't know if I've still as far as totally into it. You know what I mean? Like I can appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. There's but. some good songs on it. And you know, as a whole, I think, you know, it is definitely different for them. And, um, definitely 
is a sound that they wanted to try and it you can see it and hear it in in some of your other like records after the fact especially on on am and and just like the culmination of those songs so um yeah uh so that's my 18 uh 17 one for the road nice which I feel like should be hard because I really like that song. Out of that AM record, that's probably one of my really? favorites. Nice. Um, but it's got the. I always felt like AM had this almost like hip hop vibe with the drums. Yeah. Like Matt, like he just I don't know. It was just something about that he just had this like pocket beat on most of the songs, and that song it's just a simple drum and bass, and then muted guitars on top, and it's such a cool song. It is. Um, Definitely broadens their horizons as far as what Arctic Monkeys can sound like. And again, it's it almost gels together some previous sounds that they had. Um, yeah. And then, you know, of course, Alex Turner and his kind of his very hypnotic lyrics. And and that's one thing that I, I feel like the Arctic Monkeys um, as, a, as a band and a sound and, and then Alex Turner as the lead vocalist, like his, lyrici- his lyricism and, and the way he writes these like images in your head. I don't know. It's just something so different and, um, and very unique for that band. Yeah. And I think that's one strength they have. Um, so one for the road, very nice. um, which is super cool. Very chill. Um, on, off the same record for my number 16, I have, are you mine? Um, right on. which was, it, it was like with the second signal, a sing, signal, a uh, single, or was it, it was, first? It was originally released as a record store day only. And yeah, electricity that's right. was the B side. Um, yeah. So it was a purple vinyl, and I never got my hands on it. I've looked for it for years. Um, wow. But yeah. Um, but yeah, then it, I, I forget which number single it was off that record, but it was the second track. Second track, they yeah. They changed the drums. And I, I think I remember, yeah, I remember you told me the, the mix and the drums are a little bit different. Yeah. And that was super interesting because I remember listening. You showed me the the two different versions from the the record restore release and the record itself. And like that's kind of just interesting how like these songs kind of get released as singles and then they become part of this record. And I'm sure that's that was a production decision to change the drums or the mixing. Yeah, of it, it reminded me of it um, wasn't as dramatic of a change, but when the Ramones did Rock yeah. and Roll High School, the Ed Stasi yeah. version versus the Phil Spector version. You know, like yeah. Oh man, that's a really you know, good comparison it's just a toned yeah. down like the song is all about energy and you've kind of made it like safe i don't know you know like <laughs> yeah. the drums fucking rock yeah. on the record they, store day version they, they're so awesome good. and the music video for it it's is great one too. shot in in jonesy's jukebox <laughs> is in it it's great yes and uh what do you call it aren't they like singing in the car yeah and they got the two uh the two girls dressed as uh, the lone ranger and the bassist in the back with them and everything (laughs) they're they're like uh like the their videos and just the way they looked for like that whole kind of like i love how the arctic monkeys they've they've kind of like they've got they have their looks now and like they're um for their records they're almost like themed to it so it's pretty cool that they're they're developing and growing as a band and um, and I feel like off that record, man, I mean, especially that song and um, Do You Want to Know, like, I mean, those were the, I feel like they, they got on the map as far as like in the United States. Yeah, finally. Um, in people's, 
Yeah, finally, which is which is incredible for for how long they've been making music for. But at the same time, not a surprise at all because you know a lot of bands. That's just how it is. Like these bands are so big in in the UK and their their sound and and their their kind of fan fandom comes over to the United States and just takes that one record and a couple songs to really have it stick with people. So, and that was crazy. Like before you know, it, like a lot of people that I you know like talk to every day like know who the Arctic yeah. Monkeys are. And it's like, well, you got to go back to their previous records because that's when that's they had the magic. Like, some really killer songs. That's the magic yeah. right there. So, um, so that's my 16. Uh, I got number, uh, oh man, this is so <laughs> tough. I got number 15, which I think should be higher on my list. Okay. I'm going to go fake tales of San Francisco oh my off God, their first I record about fake tales. What the hell? And, and, and actually, our band covered we the did. song, too, and I'm, I'm sure a couple other songs <laughs> on this list, but it's great. It's got this very, like, fun lick that happens, and it starts off with the, you know, the drums, like, a little fill. And um, the best part, though, is is kind of near the end where they, they close it out, and they're just yeah. jamming it super hard. Um, it's such a great song, and, of course, mentions my favorite city, San Francisco, Born and raised, so it's um, also got yeah. I think the best yep. line in any Arctic Monkeys song where the where the music stops. Um, what, what's the how does it start? Not only love was not only blind but deaf. It ends with that, yeah, but yeah. deaf, and then it goes to the yeah, jam. Oh, it's dude, the perfect it's so moment. Good. It's so good. I can't believe I left that off. I my feel list. like it should be. I know. I, I feel like it should be higher on my list, but it's just been. It's gonna be so tough for a lot yeah. of these. Um, so that's my number fifteen. 14, I have Old Yellow Bricks nice. off of Favorite Worst Nightmare, their second record. Um, again, uh, kind of going this like hypnotic, like, you know, it's just like this, this uh, guitar lick that's going and the drums are, are pacing with it. And they're, and it's, and it's, you know, Old Yellow Bricks has this kind of like, they have the Wizard of Oz like <laughs> kind of theme going on. So, but it, he paints, uh, Alex Turner paints this great image where, you know, it's like, oh, Yellow Bricks loves... It. It's just, oh, man, it's such a good song. And um, again, it, it has a lot of these powerful moments where the music stops and, and comes back in. Yeah. And um, but I it's almost like... completely when... Like, it all just comes I know, right it's, back in. That's oh, so they, good. They do a very good job of, like, if, uh, definitely, like, starting it off strong and then kind of bringing it down. And then at the end yeah. just like fake tales like just bringing it back up which i feel like is the staple of arctic monkeys songs like they're always keeping the energy flowing and pumping totally um and it's a really cool fun guitar line to play <laughs> um but yeah so that's uh, old yellow bricks off of favorite worst nightmare right on uh number 13 i got black treacle Nice. Off of Suck It and See. I didn't know what treacle was until I had to ask my dad about it because <laughs> I think it's like a English kind of staple. I think it's like... Um, like syrup? Uh, like syrup, yeah. Like maple syrup in some way or form, sugar syrup. But um, it's such a catchy like chorus. Yeah. And again, it embodies that kind of sound they were going for with Suck It and See. And it's more of like a 60s kind of, pop rock summer time yeah. record you know summer like surfer rock kind of thing and um it's uh but it's got very you know it has those you know the kind of the arctic monkeys the little guitar licks you know the um i don't know there's just so many different things going for that song and um and it's so singable like i really love singing that song and 
yeah, uh, there's not much I could say about it, man. There's just, <laughs> it's just a lot of these songs are just, uh, you know, so unique in their own way. Um, but again, it, you know, I, I love, you know, singing that song in the shower or whatever. So, <laughs> um, so that's number 13, <laughs> getting close to 10. Uh, number 12 is, uh, Put on your dancing oh, shoes. God. You sexy little swine. Yes. Again, a perfect song to kind of encompass that first record and the energy and just... Yeah. The, the, the songs are about them going out and partying and just having a good old time. And, <laughs> and it's just... Oh, man. Again, it still hits it with the energy, man. They're, going, they're firing on all fours throughout that whole song. They are, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's such a um, fun little song, and um, yeah, it's so it's so hard to I'm not hard, but like it's I can't say much more about like some of these songs because it's just they speak for themselves. To, you guys, they speak for themselves, and if you guys haven't dove into like Arctic Monkeys catalog of songs, especially predating AM, please take a listen and because go chronologically. It's so fun. Go to chronologically. Hear the evolution. See their evolution, yeah. Hear their evolution, um, savor those songs. Uh, so that's that's yeah, that's my number 12. Uh, number 11, I've got um, this is a B side. I'm trying to remember which one this was off of. I don't know if this was off of the I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor EP or B side. It's Bigger Boys and Stolen Sweethearts. It is off of uh, is that yeah, it is off it. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, oh, I love it, man. So good, like you know. Bigger boys is stolen. It's this guy. It's a, it's a story about you know this guy worried about some guys taking his chick pretty much, and but it's uh you know it has like a lot of the um and you know these guys are from Sheffield so you know it's I feel like that cultural you know it's in his lyrics too like that kind of bleeds over too and yeah it's a perfect story um, song yeah it's a perfect story song and you know I love the lines like you're better off without her anyway yeah. like. He's like, you know, there's more to it, but, you know, it's that, like, kind of fear of, of your your lady being taken by someone else. And, um, yeah, a, a very catchy B-side for yeah. them. And, um, again, you guys check out their, even their B-sides and singles because um, they have a ton of them. <laughs> and they're, they which all, they're good. I'm sure I've left off a whole bunch of them on here. Um, so that's my number 11, dwindling down to number 10. I've got Arabella nice. from AM. Um, a very like kind of rock, like rock and roll. It is. It really is. Like song, especially with the guitars in it. Um, yeah, not much, not much to say. Just a killer rock song from those guys. And one of my favorites uh, off of AM. Um, number nine, I've got No Buses, man. Another yes. B-side. Yes. I love uh, that song. Which is this one's kind of like, this one's kind of like um, not acoustic, but it's it's a little it's very minimal, right? Like, I'm trying to think of like how to describe. Isn't it, it just the one guitar? No, no. I think it's just and the one. It's got a little Ooh. bit of drum to it. Um, but it I'm is trying to it's a minimal that. piece. It's you know, you could play the song by it's, yourself if you just had a guitar. You know. Yes. Yeah. And, it, you know, yeah, again, it's, it's still firing all fours, but yeah, the, you know, of course, that's what I love about the Arctic Monkeys. Um, they, 
find ways to bring the energy, but they also find ways to bring it, bring it down and make it nice and, and chill or whatever. So, um, so that's, yeah, that's my number nine, number eight, man, I'm close. We're almost there. Uh, I bet you look good on the dance floor, man. Don't believe the hype. (laughs) This was, I feel like the first song I heard from these guys and was their main single from the first record. Um, I remember my dad got me, my dad introduced me to the, the to the Arctic Monkeys because they're from his hometown, Sheffield. And I remember he gave me the, on CD, he gave me the, um, the, uh, the I Bet You Good Look on the Dance Floor, like EP single with, you know, Bigger Boys and Stolen Sweethearts and Chung Lee's Spinning Bird Flying Kick, s- Spinning Bird Kick, which was a trippy ass song. But um, yeah, that was my introduction to the Arctic Monkeys. And it's, Again, another song off that record, and just a majority of the songs are just just going at it. They're just so energetic, yeah. and you know they're playing super fast, and it's just like that. That was their sound, and and that's what I loved about those guys. It's just they they were so, um, you know, they were so young at the time too, they're and just a couple years like for them older to, than us, right? Yeah, and for them to write songs like that, and yeah. and um create that kind of like that imagery in your head um, was just so unique. And um, yeah, I bet like we've covered that song many times. It's one of my favorite songs to play on guitar. So it's got a, it's got a cool little uh, bridge. And when it comes back with the intro, you know, for the bridge, it has that same intro guitars in it. And it's just so, so much fun. So yeah, that's my number eight. I'm so curious. I know this is tough, dude. Number seven, suck it and see off the self-titled off the suck it and see record. Um, we, as the sex effects cover the song as well. That's right. And I've grown after covering it uh, a bunch of times. I, f- I feel like it's grown on me so many times, especially that record. Yeah. Um, Cause just like humbug, e- even though I feel like humbug, it didn't grow on me as, as much as suck it and see did. I feel like suck it and see, I took it in. I, you know, I listen to those songs and Sucking in the Sea is just one. It's just a, oh man, it's just a, it's such, again, to take, to have that style and, and that sound. And, um, but you know what? Like, I don't know. It was very we needed humbug to be able to enjoy Sucking and Sea. If they had gone from favorite worst nightmare to Sucking and Sea, we would have probably had the same reaction that we did. To yeah. Humbug. Oh yeah. So like, yeah, it's very different, very different direction. And but it worked for yeah. them, and and this song definitely sums up, you know that that record and just the kind of sound they were going for. Um, yeah, it's a great record. It is. So the, <laughs> and then man, number six, I got Brian Storm. Nice, which is track one off the Favorite Worst Nightmare record. Great Again, opener. very similar to. I know. Great opener. Very similar vibe to like, I bet you look good on the dance floor. It just like straight away. It's just guitars going. Um, and then the, you know, the hook comes in or the verse comes in and, uh, and it's, it's probably one of the hardest Arctic monkey songs to play. I've tried it's cause they're double strumming each of those notes and that line just keeps going and, oh man. And then the bridge for that section. It, yeah, it just keeps <laughs> going, dude. Like, and that's what I loved about that second record. Like they still stayed true to the first one as far as like the keeping up the pacing and the energy. Yes. And the songs were really fast and, and, you know, fastly played and 
Um, and lyrically, of course, yeah, yeah, you could see that evolution. But it's, for it's sure still so the, different, like from their first. Record. Still so different. But you're right, same energy, very same different. Pace. And my favorite part of the song is when they kind of come out of like the like it's kind of like near the end of the song, and it's the music stops, and then like a couple seconds go by, and then you just hear the drums boom yes. with the toms, and then they go back with that intro lick. Um, and when they play it live, it's it's fucking awesome because it's just like everyone. I just yeah 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 the amazing yeah amazing performance for sure. So that's my number six. I got my number five. This was really tough, um, but mostly from I would say the first and second record. I have number five. Number five will be five oh five for number five. Nice. Um, very. On the on the very you know chill side, uh, start like with the organ sound and but this very again hypnotic kind of lyrics and vocals from Alex Turner. I love when they play it live and they used that used to be kind of their encore song for for a minute. Yeah. Um, and they used to play it with uh, with um, Miles Miles Kane. Kane. That's right. And he would come on and you know pre Last Shadow Puppets. But I don't know. There's that you know it's it's such a um, chill song, but again, they find a way to just bring the energy up at the end of the song. Yeah. And you can feel like the, the pain, the ache, like how he's aching. It's like, you know, it's a heart, it's definitely a kind of a heartbreak song in a way. And, yeah. you know, he, you could tell in his lyrics, like, man, you know, like, I crumble completely. Oh man. It's just, yeah. yeah. He's just giving so much emotion in that song. And, and it's great to have, you have to have those songs on the record. You know, you have to have those songs to, to bring down the, you know, bring it down a notch to bring down the mood. Um, but also it, it allows for, for, um, the music and, you know, the lyrics to really say something. Um, and so you kind of listen a little more closely. So yeah, 505 and it's, it's, it's become one I of my it. favorite songs and it, and it definitely it reminds me of, you know, our times in Monterey and favorite worst nightmare was like constantly being played while we were in college. So <laughs> might as well have been glued into the, uh, the CD yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's number five. I got number four, do me a favor. Again, another like nice. heartbreaking song. Yeah. Um, you know, you can tell the the pain, the achiness. Um, yeah, it, it's and it's 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 kind of an interesting start to the song. It's like drums in the beginning, and then there's like this kind of yeah kind of bass line moving around. Yeah, and then you know so Alex Turner doing his. You know, he does a very good job of of you know, singing very, uh, dynamically. He has, you know, he starts off very quiet and then, you know, uh, yeah. And then, and then again, again with their songs, they find a way to bring the energy and just like, I feel like all his pain is just like, just being blown out of the speakers when you hear that last kind of section of the song. So um, a lot of that happening, very dynamic, very, you know, a lot of different changing sections and emotions happening in those songs. And I think that's why I gravitate very closely to the first and second records, because the first record is just like, just, uh, <laughs> I feel like a constant, it, it very, for me, actually, like, I feel like you would agree too. very Ramones, like, like just such a, I like see that driving, just constantly going. 
Um, and it feels do-it-yourself. Feels do-it-yourself, you know, definitely. It, it's not over-polished. It's, yeah. y- you know, they just stepped into a recording studio and made a record. It's, you know. And, oh, man, do me a favor. When it comes in, with the gu- again, the guitars come in yeah. on the last section, and it's just them just beating away at the guitars. And it just, oh, man, it it's such a... I always get like goosebumps listening to that song when it comes in with that part. And it's funny yeah, cause you know, fuck. when it, you know, it's coming that, that last section, but I always, I always feel like I get caught off guard on it. So, um, yeah, that's the, my number four dude. And then fuck man, three, two, one still take you home. Probably one of their, like one of my favorite Arctic Monk songs. And just the, I yeah. think the, the, the the one song that really kind of pushes the envelope as far as that sound for that record, yeah, and just they're they're kind of lyrically like the the what they were trying to go for, you know, <laughs> like you know these guys are partying and trying to take these girls home, but you don't know the, you know he's not set on a you know on a on a commitment or anything like that. So it is an interesting story to hear. Um, it's the story of the. Uh of the uh, Spencer's gift poster of the old lady, but if you turn it upside down, she's hot. Yeah, that's pretty oh, much that that's, thing. That's actually a good way to put it. Yeah, in a song. So, um, yeah, very. You know, and again, this is my three, two, one. I've got. Ugh. Actually, I've switched. I saw I switched these a couple of times. So, Ooh. so still take you home. Number two, I've got. From the Ritz to the Rubble. Nice. Uh, there's nothing else to say, man. The energy is just super... The force is strong with these songs, dude. It's super Great high. bass line. Great bass line. Um, yeah, very catchy bass line. And yeah. the solo, I mean, like, that's what's great. Like, they... Um, I feel like the Arctic Monkeys have... I wouldn't say tamed down, like, their solos, but, like, they were shredding it on some yeah. of these songs on the first record, dude. And that, that, yeah, that song, they were going ham on it. So, and, uh, again, we, I've mentioned that Joe and I've played some of these songs live in our bands and it is probably one of my favorite songs to play live. Um, it's so good. That and still so take good. you home. And of course the last one, my number one, when the sun goes down, what, what a great song from the Arctic monkeys pair, uh, again, paired with, um, you know, like, uh, I bet you look good on the dance floor. Like those were the two songs that really, you know, kind of summed up the Arctic monkeys sound for me and, and really kind of got, you know, kind of pulled me in as a, as a fan of theirs. And it's great dynamically. Like it starts off with him on guitar, clean guitar, he's singing and it's such a, such a like singable tune. And then it again, it comes in again with the whole band and they're just going crazy. And, um, and that lick they have, you know, throughout the whole song, this is, you know, they, they definitely for, for being so young in that, in their careers and, and that record was like their first record. I mean, they, they musically, I felt like they, they did a lot of stuff there, you know, they, and I feel like when the sun goes down is probably the height of what they did as far as, you know, they, I felt like they, that song was such a developed song in a way it, it had its different, uh, stages. And I would say like kind of similar to movies like acts, like it had its first act and then it had this like kind of transition to this, uh, middle ser- section of the song. And then of course they close it out with the same 
you know, the same lick where it opens with Alex Turner on guitar. So, oh man, I can't say enough. The Arctic Monkeys are one of my favorite bands. Um, this list was so hard to do. Top 20, what the hell are we thinking, dude? Um, if you guys have not heard any of these songs, please go and check them out. Um, I cannot describe, it's just so hard to describe these songs and lyrically what they're doing, musically what they're doing. You gotta have to, you have to listen to them. So Joe, (laughs) that was a mouthful, man. What are your top 20 Arctic Monkeys, like your favorite Arctic Monkey songs? And I know it's going to probably vary (laughs) close to mine, so we'll see. I, I've been keeping track. Um, and I believe we have 11 of the same ones. All right. Okay. So, um, well, let's just get into it. Let's just get number 20 off of the Brian storm EP temptation greets you like a naughty friend oh. featuring dizzy rascal, dizzy rascal, dude. Um, British sensation. Um, yeah. Stand up. Look sharp. Um, that was Dizzy's single. Um, but yeah, the song is a story song. Um, and, you know, the way Alex Turner is basically saying, if you're a slut, I don't want anything to do with you. Um, you know, if you show me your bed, or I don't want to hate you, so don't show me your bed, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he He's almost like Rivers Cuomo, in a way, in, in <laughs> his kind of open misogyny by way of romanticism. I don't know. Um, but, uh, I think this song also shows how musically gifted the Arctic monkeys are to do a straight up rock song. And then in the middle of it, just give a rapper, you know, all the time he needs. And it goes right back into the chorus and it's so awesome. Um, but yeah, temptation creates you like a friend (laughs) is fantastic. And I think the the hook is so, so like, singable too, like temptation. It's such a good oh, you man. like a naughty mate. It's a good, yeah, group, it's yeah. so good. Um, number number 19 Arctic Monkeys are always really excellent album enders. Um, they know they don't they don't slack off for the last song. Um, Suck It and See's last track is That's Where You're Wrong, and Ooh. it's such a money song, it's so good. Um, and it feels like summer, you know, um, and this is kind of the peak of Alex Turner writing just straight kind of collage imagery for lyrics. And, you know, because the first albums, he paints a very clear picture and it tells a story and starting with humbug really went away from that. Um, and I think that's what I miss most, but I really love all the imagery that he plays with on this song and it's, it's really great. Um, it's a really great album ender. Um, number eighteen, off of is it, I, this might only this might be my only humbug track <laughs> on here. Uh, Cornerstone. Oh yeah, Cornerstone, um, which is really great. Again, story song. It's kind of the only story song on Humbug, and he talks about um, going to different pubs and seeing a girl and saying, "Can I call you her name?" And then by the end of the song, he gets with her sister and she's cause, and cause she's the only one he's she was like, you can call me anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just, you know, the Arctic monkeys have that very, it's a very strange, very off brand of humor, but it, you know, and you might not even pick up that it's a joke, but it is funny. I don't know. I like <laughs> it. Um, 17 off of AM snap out of it. 
I thought this Ooh. was such a cool track. Shoot, I, man, that was one. That was one I was jamming to. Kind of has an too. '80s feel to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um, it's really good. Snap out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's singable, obviously. The <laughs> the the uh, bridge section of that song is really cool. Yeah. And that like it actually it reminded me like not the whole song but that bridge section especially very Beatles like how it was like record they had like kind of a piano going or something and then um, Mm -hmm. they have like the multiple vocals the panning was kind of like very Beatles esque Um, yeah that part always stood out to me that bridge section of that song and I can't believe that's on my list right now man it's so good it's so good um <laughs> number 16 suck it and see it's suck really it great it's the first song i really liked or loved off that uh, that album i remember listening to that the day it came out you me and nick reeves just huddled in his garage listening to that record oh yeah it's a fantastic afternoon um number 15 i can't believe this is higher on my list 505 another album ender um you know, what What more can I add to what you've already said? It's really great. Um, beautiful organ. Very, you know, atmospheric. And a simple uh, song, dude. It's like two chords. Very, yeah. <laughs> but they do so goddamn much with those two chords. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> number 14, off of the uh, I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor EP, Bigger Boys and Stolen Sweethearts. Yeah. Um, my favorite line in this song is... Uh, but she's not nice. She's pretty fucking far from nice. She's looking at you funny, rarely looking, looking at, at you, you twice. twice. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. It's so good. Um, for a while, I, I really think Alex Turner is one of the all-time great lyricists. Um, I don't know if he's acknowledged as such, but I, I think his vocabulary is fucking off the charts. Mm-hmm. Um, 13, off of AM, Arabella. Because you're right, it is a rock and roll number, rock and you know. Roll, man. <laughs> um, you know, it, I, I get a very '70s, you know, just leather jacket vibe from this mm-hmm. thing. And they're going uh, for that too, which was fun. like when it's sucking, yeah, seat, like the greaser look, like they're embracing that kind of thing. So cool. So yeah, cool. I was like, dude, you guys are cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> number twelve, fluorescent adolescent. Oh man, why did I miss that one? It's such I don't a good know, song man. too, man. Like the guitar. It's like playful. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the lick itself, yeah. Um but I mean a lot of these songs, Alex Turner is definitely dealing with the uh with Freud's Madonna Whore complex. Um <laughs> it's it's all over his his discography. Um but yeah. It's a really great song and you know, you used to get in your fishnets. Now you only get in your nightdress. You yes. know, like he's definitely got some shit going yeah. on. And you know, what I say f- I get it. One of my favorite parts about that, the like the near the end where they kind of they have the the like chorus lines kind of layering on top of each other. Yeah. You still only get it. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love yeah. it when when uh, the Arctic Monkeys does something like that. Because you know, it's you're tying like these you know these lyrical themes together, and you know it's. It's great because, you know, if it works, you know, it really kind of brings that Elevates everything. Yeah. 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 So good. So good. (laughs) Um, All right. Where am I? 11. Do I want to know? 
Do really, I want to know? It's a song that really grows on you. It's kind of, you're, you know, the first time you hear it, you're like, it's a little slow, but man, it seeps its way into your brain and does not let go. Um, I was singing that for weeks. Um, it was in my head. Um, all right, we're getting down to my top 10 here. Here we go, 10. Number 10, off of Suck It and See, Reckless Serenade. Oh, um, another good one, man. That's such a good song. Should we just do like a um, top... They have four. They have more than forty songs, right? <laughs> I know. I kind of want to list like just every album's. Ooh, every album. that's a good one. That's just a very like, good one. We'll have to. We'll have to revisit that because I agree. That's there's so many good It'll, songs out there. Yeah, I don't know if, we, if I'd be able to pick five off Humbug, but no, I'm just kidding. I love you, Humbug. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, Reckless Serenade. I don't even know what what else to say about it. It's it's a very almost like a '50s style vibe but yeah confident and it's great it's really great um ooh also off of um second and see track 1 she's thunderstorms ooh um i love that guitar lick too like, yeah da, 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 da. <laughs> it's the guitar lick and then you get the kind of beefier guitar dun 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 dun, dun, dun. and as soon as he opens his mouth, she's thunderstorms. You're like, that's it. You're like sold. It's like great, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, I love that song. I think it's so good. Um, all his vocal work in that song is really awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a fun song to sing. Um, number eight. You, uh, I combined... <laughs> Oh, when the sun okay. goes down and from roots to rubble, if I can't do that, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll just go. I'll just go when the sun goes down. <laughs> but um, yeah, more than anything, uh, these were some of the most fun songs to play live. Yes, in the entire time we were a band, like, and we always I, played I, them back to back. <laughs> yeah, one right into the other. It was so much as the chord was sustaining. Go into from roots to rubble. Um, yeah, I love those songs. I'll always love those songs. Um, number seven off of favorite worst nightmare old yellow bricks bricks. Um, nice yeah you know uh, the Dorothy Dorothy was right like all of it is it's got imagery but it's got beef you know it's got uh, it's it's a rocking tune but it's also kind of quiet in its own way and I don't know yeah there's it's got a lot it's going got this, on. It's all really great. It's a lot going on. It's very eerie at times too, I feel. Cause mm-hmm. it, like in the verse, there's that like second guitar that comes in dun, yeah. dun, 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 and she's going up and down yeah. that little riff. Yeah. That's like a good call. Disorienting in some way. And then, you know, then you get to like kind of the pre-chorus parts or whatever. And, and with these nice chords. So hell yeah. Cool, man. Oh man. This is tough. I'm very, I'm very curious to hear your five, <laughs> dude. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Okay. Number six, Leave Before the Lights Come On off of the Leave Before the Lights Come On EP. So good. It's like the perfect song about a one-night stand. Um, That's such a good song, yeah. It's ballin'. It's really great. I just used ballin' in 2018. Ballin'. Um, Ballin'. But yeah, it's really great. I mean, the the title speaks for itself, Leave Before the Lights Come On. Um, All right. Top five. Damn. Number five. This is it. Curious. Um, so real quick, going to tell a story. Um, I was sitting in a boring-ass class 
at SF State. And I get a text from Mr. Michael Day saying, I've got two tickets to Arctic Monkeys at the Warfield tonight. You want to come now? I was like, get on BART. So um, I ditch class. I get to BART. And me and your dad are sitting in the balcony. And we're just singing every single song. But they... I'll, I'll finish the story and then I'll come back to my number five. Um, so, you know, as we're watching, and I'm sure we've told this story on the podcast many times, but you know what? This is the Arctic Monkeys episode. So you're going to hear it again. So you're going to hear it. It's a cool story um, too. So we're, you know, and the new dad is all, you see that guy in the corner? That's my friend Jeff. And um, after the show, you know, we walk up to the security guard. Hey, is Jeff around? Who's asking? And your dad's <laughs> like, tell him, uh, tell him it's Daisy. And, He's like, oh, hold on. Um, and then that dude, their manager comes out with two whiskeys. I didn't know you brought your mate. I would have brought you one more. And like, <laughs> so we're talking to this dude or your dad and, and this dude are talking as they're um, like sectioning off the fans and everything. And we're inside. So then the Arctic monkeys come out a few minutes later and they're just like, hey, man, I'm like, good show, man. I'm dude. I was wearing a T-shirt I bought at the show. I'm so embarrassed to this day. I'm so <laughs> fucking embarrassed. S- support the music, um, man. Support the band. Yeah. I think I said something stupid too. I was like, you're the only fucking thing in music. Mm, thanks, man. I mean, yeah, uh, um, if like, if I was there, I'm, I'm sure we both would have done the Wayne's world. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We suck. <laughs> <laughs> we're scum. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So anyway, I'll never forget they, because they had just released Favorite Worst Nightmare and uh, curtains open, you know, or before the curtains are even opening, they're jamming. You know, I love when band comes out and they're all just kind of strumming incoherent noise. But throughout the noise, you hear dun, 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 dun. And it, all of a sudden they're playing This House is a Circus and fuck my world, dude. It Freaked was amazing. It's amazing. Um so yeah, I love that song. Not only is it a killer, killer song about discovering clues in dead man's eyes, um, it's <laughs> it's the first song I've ever I ever heard the Arctic Monkeys play live, and it was the oh, perfect so cool. song to play live. Um, so yeah, number five, this house is a circus. Um, number four, are you mine? But the record store day version. Um, okay. Because we already talked about it, the drums are just much better, and he—it's not like he's rapping in that song, but like I don't know the the way he sings that song. It was so different because that's they released that like our last year of college. They released that either in 2011 or 2012. Yeah, so it was between Suck It and C and AM, and it was the first taste of the sound of AM that we got, and it was so ahead of its time and like sexy and. Like, this is like, this is it, man. They finally fucking nailed it. Like, they know what they're doing and they know what they're what they want to sound like. Um, yes. So yeah, I love that song. Um, number three. This is tough. Still take you home. Probably <laughs> yeah. my my favorite song to play of theirs uh, live. Like, it's just so, just energy, fast. Uh, uh, funny, you know the lyrics are fun to sing. It's it's got everything. It's got everything. It's got a point where you can stop in the middle of the song and just kind of sing and like, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. <clears throat> Number two, love it. 
off of Who the Fuck's Arctic Monkeys? No buses. Yes. Um, yeah, this no one, buses. I don't know. I really love this song. I'm surprised it made it to number two, actually, but it's awesome. Um, it's a good song. <laughs> it's really good. And, you know, it's sort of story, but a little more generalized. And, you know, it's Alex Turner singing about what he sings best, just tor- tortured love, you know? Um, so, yeah. And number one, my all-time favorite Arctic Monkeys song has been since their first album, Marty Bum. Um, Ooh, wow. That's a deep cut right there, too, man. Marty Bum is such a good song and i i don't know that i've ever heard them play it live um but like the all the lyrics all the lyrics in that song are just beautifully constructed and put together um and it's got just the epitome sound of arctic monkeys when they're not rocking too hard you know it it hits all the points you could want in in a arctic monkey song and I, i just i love that song so freaking much uh marty bum number one wow yeah i'm surprised that you're number one but you know what you know what that is such a good song what did you think it was going to be oh man i don't know man i was thinking when the sun goes down because i know that's one of our favorite ones to play so it is really good see i thought you were oh what was gonna say (laughs) i I thought yours your number one might have been a brian storm Ooh, I know it's it's so tough. Like I think f- for me, it's it's for picking the songs. It's just like I guess also it's like personally like how how when you first heard those songs or when you hear them live, yeah, how they make you feel. Um, and then it's just like the the Arctic Monkeys sound. Like, and I know it's it's great because we've seen this kind of evolution with their sound and um and I, and then you know with um Am like you know how I I feel like we both feel that it's it's like a culmination of like all the different kind of styles that they've tried and or you know have made you know like a stamp on some of the records and so I'm very curious and I I've heard rumors around that they're going to yeah. be hitting the they studio soon so updated their uh, their website they've got a new logo they've got some tour dates added yeah Europe uh fuck oh, man they got to come to the United States oh they will they're coming to Dover Dover Dover. Um, well, yeah. I'm ready happen. for that we'll, wave. We'll see him. Because it has been quite a while since we've heard him. But you know what? That's cool. I don't mind. I love these records anyways. And yeah. they have such so many good songs. Um, yeah, they're just such a unique band. And I'm happy that they they rose to, you know, they got really popular here in the yeah. United States, you know, a couple albums, you know, down because that, that just shows how, how hard they work as, as a band, as a touring band and, and as musicians and still being on Domino, which I believe they're still on their label. Yeah. yeah. Um, never which, which is, yeah, which is definitely, you know, uh, you know, they're sticking to their guns as far as, you know, sticking to the label that they believe in. And um, are, I feel like are able to push the music that they want to push to everyone else. So um, pretty sweet. It's awesome, man. And you know to, to to say that like you know my dad's from Sheffield and and to to love a band that's from you know a place that where my dad's from and um and to also for like mu- musically like personally for uh, I feel for us like those playing those songs and covering those songs really one push the envelope as far as what we how what we can play I feel but <laughs> yeah. also solidified us as a band in in a way and like 
I don't know. They're just really fun songs to play. They are. And um, yeah, there's not much else to say. I, I just feel like I am excited. I can't wait to hear more Arctic Monkeys. And I, can, I will continue to play these records over and over. So, And I think it's very fitting for, for us uh, as a countdown show to, to and and our, I feel like we've mentioned the Arctic Monkeys probably a bunch of times on the show. Yeah. Um, so it is definitely fitting for tonight's episode. Um, so yeah, dude, I, I, I was, that was actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be because <laughs> it, it top 20 is, is very daunting. It's intimidating. It's very intimidating. Um, it was fun. Makes you think about the songs and kind of makes you I mean, you have to prioritize, I guess, in a way, like which songs kind of make you feel a certain way and really yeah. stick with you. So, yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> thank you, fun imaginary times. audience, for yes, sticking it through. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Shawnee, is there, uh, there anything you want to share this week? Um, nothing much, really. I'm just, I, um, yeah. Nothing much really, dude. Fantastic. I would just like to maybe give a shout out. Yeah, do go a for shout it. out. Um, shout it this out. This is sh- shout it out. Um, this is a producer I've been working with, DJ Ice. Uh, I don't know if he would listen to the show or not, but uh, Justin, he is a great producer at the studio I work for, MHQ. And um, if you guys. Uh, are ever interested in working with uh, um, you know someone who produces hip hop and uh, just does all sorts of things? Very talented guy, and he is now currently the studio manager, um, taking care of the bookings at MHQ. So, um, just gonna rep uh, my boy DJ Ice. Right on. And maybe I'll put his tag in the in the uh, description. But yeah, trying to you know I think with these shoutouts, I want to also you know try to. Um, kind of shout out to people who, de- you know, who are working really hard and deserve a little, uh, recognition. And, uh, I've been lucky enough to spend some time with him. So, uh, learning a lot from him and he's learning a lot from me. So yeah, trying awesome. to build the community of musicians out here. So yeah, that is my shout out for this week. But other than that, I don't have much to share, dude. I'm just getting excited for Black Panther in a couple weeks. And, yeah. um, Yeah. That's pretty much it, man. I'm going to probably check out that man. Arctic Monkeys website after this because I, I didn't realize they put an, another website up. Sorry. Or they redid their website. Yeah, so. yeah. Completely redid it. It was kind of crazy. Um, kind of crazy. Kind of nuts. You know? um, Joe, do you have anything to share this week? What do I have to share this week? Um, let's see. The uh, I told you that I got Moment lenses for my iPhone. And I um, oh yeah so I've I've used them multiple times now um, I got a wide lens and a telephoto lens and I absolutely fucking love them um, uh, it, to the point where like I don't even just want to shoot with my iPhone 10 by itself like if it doesn't have a lens on it I'm like nah yeah it's um, like, nah <laughs> but uh, no that's what that fuck, is super cool what an man. asshole um, yeah. <laughs> Well, but, the, like at the same time, dude, that's so cool because you, you have. I mean, you know, we're lucky enough to have many, you know, small computers in our in the palm of our hands now. But as far as the camera qualities with like these new phones, and being able to just invest in, you know, lenses and accessories for them to enhance those photos to to give you that 
sense of like this is a camera this is a you know a professional camera in some way or form totally um it's it's amazing you can do that with that kind of technology so yeah i've shot both stills and video um and i'm just like really really impressed and so happy and thrilled with with what's coming out um that's so, so yeah. cool dude yeah pretty awesome um, maybe we'll have to s- we we'll also have a like a picture <laughs> that we could show our audience. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get you something, something, some, yeah, something, some. You know, <laughs> some, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of it for me. Um, oh, and we did an Instagram poll last week. Um, what yeah. should our new weekly segment be? Beatles versus Rolling Stones, and um, overwhelmingly, uh, the Beatles won. So that will be. Our uh, our next weekly segment. Do you want to start that next week, sir? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's get more people involved. Right on. Let's see what the audience of none has to say. <laughs> so we had uh, Beatles at seventy nine percent and the Stones at twenty one percent. Oh yeah, Beatles all the way then. So um, yeah, so what we're gonna do is much like uh, when we counted down our favorite movies since the year of our birth. <laughs> um, we're gonna start at. Please Please Me, and count down our top five Beatles songs from each record. So look forward to that um, next week. Please Please Me. Um, Shawnee, where else can we find more of your work on the internet this week? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Music, and also on my website, shondaymusic.net. Check it out, guys. Joey, where can we find more of your work? Uh, you can you can find my mad photography um, <laughs> at Joey Prati, <laughs> but it's private. Uh-huh. I'm doing a Jeff Goldblum thing, and uh, <laughs> you can also check out my website joeypratiscripts.com. You can also check out the show um, at Facebook Top Five Podcast, and you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter Top Five Pod T O P F I V E Five P O D. Also, the same Top Five Pod at gmail.com. Email us. Tell us you love us. Uh, tell us what... Hey, you didn't say this list, you f- freaking bastard. We'll do it. Um, you want to come on the show? Check it. You know, shoot shoot us shoot us some, some electronic mail. Um, and, and we'll get back to you, maybe. Um, it's been a lot of fun. That'd be cool. Wouldn't that be it cool? It has been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that. Man, what if we start getting top five lists on the comments, but also, like, just kind of just... Suggestions and stuff? That'd be fun, and then on, and then both of us on the spot have to to do the top five, <laughs> and then and then we don't have to come up with one for the week. That'd be really nice because this is hard. Great, shit, yeah, man. eighty episodes. We're yeah. we're we're pushing it. Um, but anyway, eighty episodes, man. Congratulations. This has been a lot of fun. I love you, bud. It has uh, been, dude. I can't believe we're we're like there. I mean, we're almost. I mean, shoot, what are we gonna do for a hundred? I don't even know. Uh, don't spoil the surprise now. No, I don't know what we're gonna Ooh, do. Wow. I have no idea what we're gonna do. Um, <laughs> We'll improvise. Yeah, <laughs> just like we're doing right now. It's going really well. Um, <laughs> it's going real well, guys. It's going real swell. <laughs> um, Johnny, until next time, I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks for... Thanks for... Listening. Listening. Listening.